Welcome to Talking Baseball. We have a new proposal. We have good faith negotiations, and we've got a country of flame. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. I got Trevor Bluth. Hit some home runs, bigs, and we've got Jake who has not hit a home run anywhere. Maybe with a ball, maybe home run derby on a little league field. Welcome to the show. It's talking baseball. Jake, how you doing? Good. Uh, Two little league home runs off Andrew Skip um, back in Middlebury, Connecticut. Um, I'm doing bad, Jim. It's you know, it's you and I talk to each other a weird amount in a normal day. Um, cause it's kind of a business now or whatever the hell we're doing. Um, so you and I have run this a few times and if you hear any of that in my voice, uh, I'm sorry. And I'll try to keep it out because that, that the tone shouldn't change. Uh, cause America is on fire and it like deserves to be at the same time. It's, uh, it's terrible. We're recording on uh, blackout Tuesday or whatever, whatever we want to call it. Um, either way, I mean, you know, the weird, you and I just took an hour break or like 30 minutes between recording John Boy Jake radio and now this, and basically I, you know, took 30 minutes, <laughs> kind of collapsed, looked at all the sad stuff on Twitter, got my energy back up, kissed my girlfriend, and now I'm back in front of a mic and I want to, you know, talk about all that again with you and Trevor and then maybe a little bit of baseball. Wow. Trev, how are you doing? That pretty much summed it up. You know, it's it's uh, it's an interesting time. I don't know if interesting is the right word. I think that um, I think finally, maybe people are starting to understand the systemic oppression that's been happening uh, in the country for a long time. And um, when we did Keys Town Hall. I mentioned a quote I saw from Will Smith who said, racism isn't getting worse, it's just getting filmed. So, the, you know, I think the George Floyd thing, how graphic that video was, we've had other videos of this shit go down, which is crazy to think. It's insane to think about that. We've seen this before. But, um, you know, that video, I think that was it. And um, all the protests that you see across the country, I think that, I mean, they're in every city. It's not just major cities. I mean, my, my city of Calabasas held a protest last night. Um, stuff you just don't see often. And I think it's exactly what we need right now. Yeah, <clears throat> it's crazy, man. We talked about it a lot, Jake and I, on a different shows. And I talked about it in the morning show, and it's, it's uh, people that grew up like me and myself. I think, you know, I think how loud it is and how in everyone's face it is, it's breaking through. And I'm not saying that I've ever been part of the problem, but I don't think I've actively been part of the solution for years. And I think that's kind of where I'm realizing like, ah, this is different. This is, I need to get more involved. And we built these platforms because people like our, to hear us talk on baseball. 
But I would just feel real shitty about ourselves if we completely avoided it because that is the problem, right? And that's what I would did probably from age 20 to 30 when these things happened. And I think that's where I look back at my past self and say, you didn't do anything. You know, it weren't the problem, not the solution either. And I'm not, you know, being the solution is a tall, probably impossible task, but um, I'm, I'm not, we're not going to do anything. But if there's people listening, and let's be very honest about it, baseball's a white sport dominated by, uh, it's got white fanhood, and I guarantee our demographic of our listeners is a lot of young white kids who maybe were like me 10 years ago. And if I can just say that, if I could tell former self, like, stop ignoring it, stop saying you're not the problem, so this isn't, so this isn't your fight or you shouldn't be part of the solution. If I can do that to someone that listens to this, I mean, it's just, it's fucked up. And all the stories we talk about, about, you know, what like white privilege really is. And yeah, in spades growing up, like Trev, I used to flag down cops on our college street when we were having parties, underage drinking parties, I would run in front of the car, blackout drunk and say, officer, has there been any complaints yet? And he would say, not yet. And I'd say, okay, thank you. You know? And if he said, yeah, we got one, then I'd shut down. We'd kick everyone out. I had a fake siren. I would run in front of the street drunk and just flag them down. No fear at all. Like, you know, because I I told another story and the response was, yeah, well, you didn't have fear because you weren't doing anything wrong. Okay, well, here's a story where, you know, I was doing something that probably gets, it's life changing if I'm not a dumb white kid with no fear and all the confidence in the world that they're actually going to protect me and be on my side. So I I think that's where I'm really changing. And I'm hoping that if I can just have some other mindsets, you know, that uh, we're like me, just be like, all right, uh, I'm not saying anyone's part of the problem, but there's a, there's a difference between not being part of the solution. So that's where I'm at. I totally agree with that. I think you've, that's a great point. I think a lot of, white I don't know, people, white males, I guess I can speak only from the white male perspective. You know, like you said, I, I grew up, I was around every damn race. I played baseball, I was around every damn race. Is it dominated by white people? Kind of, yeah. I mean, once you get into pro ball, there's whites, Latin Americans, not a lot of black guys playing baseball right now, which sucks. Uh, we talked, we talked about that before, but because I grew up around everybody and really, again, like you said, I, I wasn't part of the problem. But what have I done to fix it? Like, why can't, why can't young black dudes flag a cop car down and ask if there's been a complaint? Or for help. Or for help. Yeah, well, yeah no kidding for help. <laughs> but just in general, like that feeling of safety or comfort that you had and and that i've had you know around police police officers i'm like saying i completely feel comfortable around police officers i don't and that's another problem but i definitely feel much more safe than you know any black male out there with police officers so it's until they can feel the same way that we feel you know there's a problem out there yeah and there's you know if you're you're one of those teenagers with burners that's trying to have a conversation with me online. Know that a lot of what I'm putting out there isn't a conversation. And maybe I, maybe I should break it down in one of those, 
you know when you see those flow charts that's like um you know it's like answer yes or no and if you answer yes you go down this path and then you answer no and it's like are you know do you like baseball teams that win a lot okay then you like the new york yankees do you like baseball teams that lose here's the baltimore orioles the stuff i'm posting isn't a discussion and the first thing that you need to look at on the list is do you support black people being murdered for no reason and then you go yes or no from there that's the start of the conversation and then you could go into everything because guess what me and jimmy did this before there are good policemen there's a lot of good policemen there's a lot of bad ones we need to focus on them yes all lives matter is the goal to get anywhere close to that goal, we need to start with Black Lives Matter. So, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, all, all the privilege stuff. When Jimmy was in the street talking to the cop, I was probably behind him dancing with my shirt off with a cup in my hand and no no repercussions. Um, and yeah, I'm not, we, we don't need to tell any more frat stories. But uh, yeah, if you're, uh, if, you're, if you're one of those kids that's wanting to kind of get into an online bicker just to do it, just the show me wrong, show me stats, why Why does my life not matter? You need to take a step back, answer the first question, and then just be better. We all need to be better. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy that <clears throat> the mental pretzels, you know, like I did on the morning show I do, I, I just said something like, yeah, have the conversation, man. Like, talk the conversation, because we all want to avoid it. People like people that grew up like us, that like, we, like my nature, like I said, five, ten years ago, would have been to avoid this, and not address it. And, and I'm um, starting to realize like, no, you need to have a conversation with everyone, but it's crazy that you say something like it's wrong. And the response, like some YouTube comments are like, Oh, so you're for burning cities. No, man, that's no. a straw man argument. You just, there's so many straw man arguments for people that just want to refuse the first point that it's that there's something wrong with our society. And then they're like, but it's like, no, no buts just accept that it's wrong. And that's the first step to being part of the solution is accepting that it's wrong. I'm not well, sure what else anyone else can do. Just accept Not only are, is that not even really part of the movement, you know, it's been shown on social media that a lot of these looters and rioters aren't even with the movement at all. In fact, they're instigating this, trying to get it to look like Black Lives that's, Matter that, that, and that's what's protesting peacefully is, are doing these things. It's just not true. So scary, man. Like these young white kids that are like throwing bricks and stuff. The, yeah, I don't know what they are, it's, I don't, it's but it's so joke. scary. Yeah. Fucking be peaceful. I, 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 I mean, anybody that follows me and like likes the shit I do on social media or with John Boy, like, and you have these views that black people shouldn't be treated equally, fucking hit the unfollow, bro. Yeah. So shout out, out shout out to Bregman, right? <laughs> He's like, KKK is a terrorist unit. And someone responded to Bregman and was like, you're about to lose some followers for saying that. And Bregman was like, Oh, if, if, uh, if if hating the KKK loses me followers, like, thank God. Yeah. I, again, on Keith's town hall, I was like, dude, yeah, you post only, it's like the easiest way to out racist. Just post something supporting black lives matter and you're going to lose followers. And those people are racist. So it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of anonymous accounts too. You know, those are under my skin pretty good. Oh, I, I mean, if I was in charge of social media, I would not allow anonymous accounts. But I, I understand there's rights and stuff around that, too. But I wish they had a like a picture detector. Is this picture the person who I'm talking to? If not, mute them across the board. Yeah, it's nuts. 
Uh, all right. Anyway, baseball, there was some good news, which juxtapositioned whatever to the world. Kind of weird. But there was good news, and I'm taking this as really good news. So we're going we're gonna to pivot to baseball now. Um, Jeff Passan, what's happening, comes out with his big drop that the owners responded to the player's proposal, which off the bat is a point for the players. Because wait. the... Wait, what? wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, boy. Wait, wait. I know they didn't officially, Trev, but whatever. I this is how they operate. I have to say this, though, Jim, because I got fucking torched for this. The Big J journalist came at me and said, there's no proposal. That's not true. I could debunk that in five fucking minutes. Jeff Passan goes on, makes everyone tune into SportsCenter, and does the exact same shit. Except I didn't get mine leaked to me from Rob Manfred or MLB. I was talking to people, and they just told me this stuff. And now Jeff goes on and does exactly what MLB wants him to do, and everyone's praising it and not saying shit to him. I'm sorry. I think that's hypocritical. Um, There's no proposal. That is a really good point. I got shit on Trev, you got a lot of shit from fucking Keith Law. Everybody. Passon even said you went about it wrong, and now they're all doing it. This hasn't been officially proposed, right? He's, I don't, it pissed me off yesterday. And then I'm like, who cares? It's not that big of a deal. But now that we're talking about it out loud, it's like, dude, fuck that. That's funny. I didn't even put that together. Okay. So, yeah, Sorry. everyone, you know, have Trev's back, Good. Commissioner Nerval Baseball. I've pushed these guys, they have been working harder. Yeah. Since John Boy Media has come it's on true. the scene, taking scoops away, these guys have been working harder, and you're welcome. Pushing Good job. Mother- that, is, that is very hypocritical, Trev. Like, not even joking. Like, it is really hypocritical that they gave you so much shit and then did the, th- did the same thing. So it hasn't been proposed yet. But if, as soon as it is, if it's true, it's a win for the players because we're finally negotiating in good faith. You know, and the players' union disregarded well the revenues 50 50 revenue split was never officially proposed they leaked it to the media got so much backlash it made the players look bad in some people's eyes mlb said okay fine we won't even propose that anymore then they proposed the sliding pay scale and that was a legit proposal and the union responded to the sliding pay scale and said nope we're not even going to acknowledge that that exists here's a non-starter here's a proposal that we made and their proposal was 114 games, I believe, full prorated salaries, uh, expanded playoffs. They'll give them all-star game and all that stuff. And the owners and MLB responded with a counterproposal, Trev. Like, we are, ne- we are actually negotiating now. We're passing back and forth the same proposal, kind of, and not just saying, non-starter, here's ours, non-starter, here's ours. So that excites me. The math also... It's like the players are asking for 114. Now, the the league says we only want 60, which Trev was also early to, letting us know that that's probably what they're doing. The very middle point is 82 games. I think we're on a great path. There's still a lot to figure out, I guess. But I'm excited about the announcement and the path we're on. Trev, what's your thoughts on this? I agree with you that there's been some positivity when it comes to talks and negotiations. 
But I also think this non-proposal, this 40 to 50 games that is being reported, is no different than the sliding pay scale they offered before. I mean, if you really break it down, they wanted to average everyone making about 30% of their salaries, and that's exactly what's going to happen here. Um, so the numbers haven't changed too much. I do have a tidbit. Oh, you want to play the song? Yeah. I'm ready for the song. It's time for Trevor's Tidbits. It's time for Trevor's Tidbits. He's not going to show you his bits. He's probably taking the shits. It's time for All right. Lay it on us. You guys aren't going to like this one. Here we go. Okay. And I'm not even sure if I should be sharing this. But here, here we are. We're all being open. So, as we know, there was a call between MLB, MLBPA. And they were discussing this new, you know, almost proposed proposal. And they were talking about 40, 50 games. And clearly the players don't want to do that mm-hmm. uh, because they want to play like they want to play baseball. They want to play as many games as they can and have the full postseason. Just try to make it as close to a normal season as possible. Um, my tidbits or my tidbit is that Manfred on the call was very upset. He also, (laughs) I don't even want to use the word that was was told to me, but. um, Irate. He he was irate. That's a good word for it. Uh, That's not the word that I have here, but we'll go with irate. Bullshit. (laughs) All right. Okay. Let's get past the word. Pissed off. (laughs) Stop. Manfred threatened, or I'm this, okay, hold on. I got to be real careful here. I was not on the phone call. Just heard this. I heard that Manfred was very upset. And I heard that he threatened to hold players in breach of contract if they didn't agree to the 40, 50 games, whatever, which will be proposed. Right. And that's, that is the one scary thing that's been looming for me because we saw that leak out yesterday that – Uh, The MLB feels like, and I think there is something in that March agreement that says that MLB will be able to dictate the amount of games or something along those lines. And that's, that is the scariest thing looming over everything is that, you know, they could say, Oh, nope, we, we agree to 50 games. You have to go play that. And then I think the players are, I don't know if liable is the right word or what it is, but that is the scariest thing currently looming. I don't know what the count. I don't know what that means. If they're just going to stick to the 50 game season. I don't buy it. I buy that Manfred said that. I don't buy that. He'd do that. He's just losing every which way. And the owners are probably giving him shit every which way. And he's like, you know, uh, the parent who's, their grandparents are yelling at them, and then the kids are also yelling at them. 
And finally, they're like, I'm going to fuck you all up. And that's what Manfred's doing. But he's just losing power. And I don't think he'd actually do it. I think he's just, they're losing, man. (laughs) They're losing the PR battle. The owners and MLB are losing everything. So I it probably just, I'd, who knows? That would be so bad that to even, like, so, 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 so bad. The season would be canceled. The CBA would probably strike next year. And then we'd probably have no baseball for two and a half years. Um, if the owners if were to happens, let... We're, I'll just... I'm going to hang my microphone up and go. It would, be, it would be catastrophic. It would be so bad. The owners can't allow Manfred to do that. He's probably like off leash a tiny bit. Because he's like, you guys got no idea what these guys are going to do to me. And just trying to get any control of the players. Isn't I got Manfred just, as a scared guy right now. Just the final part of the dance, um, Trevor and and James. And hey, big baby David, we see you down there. But Because um, think about the other thing that happened this weekend and then got washed over immediately because nobody gave a shit. But it was the owners saying, hey, there's owners out there that don't mind if we miss this season. Nobody gives a shit. That was a last-ditch effort to try to get some of the players on their back heels. Trevor, I laid out three options. I am the troll next to the bridge who laid out the three options last week. You did. It was three, we're getting canceled, this ain't happening. It was one, we are in a nasty negotiation, and they are going to go back forth. Or B, it was the owners are fine with what was laid out in that original March contract, but they are wired to basically negotiate for sport, and that's exactly where we're going to land. Know what the owners might get from this? They might get a postseason home run derby and all-star game, which I've been pushing for anyways, owners. You're welcome. We might get some more guys mic'd up. Oh, shit, that'd be great for the game. And you know what the owners might get? Maybe they get a couple more games saved. Maybe they get it cut down to 75. Don't give a shit. That's all the owners have been doing from the start. The players and the union stand strong on on their laurels. Tony Clark will maybe get some love at the end of this. But is that not how the rest of this is going to play out? The owners are going to say 60. The players will go 95. Okay, 65, 85. And that's that's where we're going to get. I, I just, you know, I me and Jim, we decided we're going into the blind realm of confidence that this has to happen. I think, well... I'm, everything going on in the world is not good, but it's completely overshadowed baseball, which is fantastic. Um, nobody cares about the owner smear campaigns or anything they're trying to do. Even if a player said something dumb right now, they'd say, hey, that's really dumb. Go look outside your window. So we're, yes. we're on the path. Option two was right. I tried to find a ding, ding, ding bell for you, Jake. So, you know, we could be like, it was option two, right? I'm fucking hot, man. Everyone's talking about woke Jake and stuff. Just because I'm not being a human idiot on scene. Something something people don't know about me is I have a strangely okay logic. And that's why all the stuff that's happening out in the world, I sound smart for once because I have good logic. I know you can't just kill people for their skin color. That's not being woke. That's being logical. The ding sound effect didn't work. It was supposed to be a ding, 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 like uh, this... The truth, he's saying the truth, but instead it was just kind of like, a, you're not monitoring the front desk right now. Can you come? Yeah. But yeah, Jake. And that's fine. I'll take that. I have never <laughs> rang a bell before. I would like to. Like, okay. I had a front, like a front desk of a hotel. 
Oh, okay. Like you never you asked like, for help. Do they have those anymore? I think. Yeah, they I think do. so. If you're at places that are like, you know, someone's not working the the desk later at night, and where you need are to talk they? To someone. You always feel rude doing it, but it but the people want you to do it because they want to help you. They're just where don't are they that around. they're not at the front desk? Like know, you know, in the back uh, office texting. Sometimes at the local CVS, there's a, you know at night there's only like two workers and they're stocking shelves or something. So you just give a little ding ding, and then they're like, oh, okay, I'll come get you. I bet the hotel you stayed at in Montana had a bell. They were always there, man. Well, that's they're good workers. I got a few points. Let's get back on the Thank road you. here. Got a few points. So yeah, I'm owners. cool now, which is huge. <laughs> you know, they've really. I, I I think you talked about the options. <clears throat> I think one other scenario might come about. They might have backed themselves into a corner so much here that they're gonna dig in and try to fight their way out of it, which is a little scary. I got them caving, man. I got him. I got, you know, Dude, remember how we speak of these people in times of when times are better, savage, ruthless businessmen who most of the time just have other savage, ruthless businessmen doing the job for them. Like we always talk like individually, these people are probably fine, but they have hordes of people around them trying to make sure their financials stay hot. I'm here's here's the thing. I'm okay. optimistic right now. If Jakey is Jakey logic, I'll be uh, Jimmy intuition. Ooh, okay. So the owners tried the sliding pay scale, and I bet that was run by a group of owners who are small but loud, saying we can win this. We got this, and maybe they're losing money. And they tried the sliding pay scale, and they got ran out the gym. They got embarrassed. It was a bloodbath. Now they're doing all these minor league pay cuts. The Nationals cut everyone. The players pick up the tab. David Price picks up the tab. So now you got, bam, round two. Owners just lost the back-to-back rounds in the PR battle. And we've documented they never lose the PR battle, Trev. The owners have the public wrapped around their fingers. So now we got two, right? Now, with this proposal... The players are asking for 114 games. The owners are asking for 50. Who Who's serving the fan better there? Now, I understand they lose money with every regular season game, so they don't want to do 114. Allegedly. Allegedly, according, according to their books. But I think there's a handful of owners who are trying to strong-arm the group because they're going to lose money, and they were like, we can bust the union, we can divide their ranks, and I bet there's a, a, a the ownership group is now swifting where you have people that want baseball, don't want to lose money, want the value of their franchise to stay higher, and I think they are going to slide in and be like, you guys are embarrassing us. Let's just get this done. Move forward. And I think that's what's happening in the ownership group. When, when we look back at these negotiations, the turning point to get back to the March agreement, which is crazy that we had to go this huge roundabout way to get back there. The turning point will be, ironically, the way that they treated minor leaguers. And I think because of that, you know, we were talking numbers before. I got the Nationals, Forbes financials up right here. 
They bought the team in 2006, 14 years ago, for $450 million. That team is worth $1.9 billion right now. That means they've made $1.5 billion in the last 14 years. That's $100 million a year their franchise has gone up. $100 million a year their franchise has gone up in value. The Nationals won the World Series last year. $30 million of that was the player bonus. Okay, do players keep all that bonus? No, they don't fucking keep all that bonus. You know what they do? You sit around and you say, who's important to our baseball team? Let's divvy up these shares. They gave out 60-something shares last year. There's only 25 on the roster, maybe 35 players, maybe 35 players helped out. And those guys aren't getting full shares, the guys that that came up for half a year, a quarter of the year. You know who is getting full shares? The security guard, the traveling secretary, all sorts of other people who are not employees of the players they're employees of the organization the players are giving their portion of the playoff proceeds to these people who knows i can't even find a number for how much money the nationals made from the world series last year it's got to be a lot did they share any of it with their employees fuck no you know what they did they tried to cut off their minor league system release players say they're not going to pay them 400 a week they're trying to save a million bucks They've made $100 million. Each year they've owned this franchise just on the franchise value alone, not even accounting for revenue. So they do this stupid shit. Players step up. They have to reverse course the very next day. It's the worst look you could have as a Nationals. We are praising them as an organization, coming back, you know, winning all those games, taking down the Astros last year. And now we're. this is where we're at with this fucking – can I, okay, so Jake, Jake and I have had some discussions on this, and there was... Sorry, I'm fucking pissed. There was... Um, like, I, I went up and researched it, Jake, because the last two times we talked about this, I didn't have all the numbers and info. Sure. And I'm going to play the other side here on this, Trev, because okay. the players are using this to create bad PR for the owners, which is phenomenal. But... And some teams deserve it, like the A's. The Nationals cut 40 players... Those 40 players would be cut whether this was Corona, whether this was no season, no matter what, because we are uh, shrinking the minor league system, right, to only four affiliates per team now. The draft is coming up where they'll sign people. It's only five rounds, and then they'll get unrestricted free agents. So, you know, the Yankees did 45 players, and I was looking and reading, and that's normal. You know, at the end of spring training and then at June, 40 guys get cut from these teams every year. As they prepare because, to because they're playing bad. Yes, they don't. Yeah, nobody's it, fucking playing right now. And that's the part you're missing, Jim. Is it's the opportunity to compete, and they don't have that right now. Yes. So yes, guys would be getting cut, and the odds of a lot of these guys making the major leagues is, is highly slim. And we talked about that in the MLB MILB contraction stuff we did, but it's the circumstance, and they didn't get the shot. Yes, I, I understand that. But, you know, I, I, I understand it from if you're like a numbers guy from the Nationals, you're like, well, you know, we cut 40 guys every season anyway. And just because we didn't play doesn't mean we're going to pay 40 guys extra. Like there is something there. It's not as ruthless and mean and cruel as it's being depicted, but it's a win know, for man. the players. But, but I don't but, know because 400 bucks a week. 
Yeah, the money's not a lot at all. But I'm just saying like it is like, you know, the standard operating procedure in a way. You can say this is just, but I'm also not saying that the standing operating procedure isn't fucked up to begin with. But it's, that's a much larger issue that's been looming for a while about how little minor league players are being paid. I do think that players in the union saw an opportunity and just absolutely demolished it to make the owners look as bad as possible. Think about this, Jim. We've been talking like we're like, what, we want to help minor leaguers. We've been brainstorming how to do it. We're a, a company that has not affiliated with any baseball team. Mm-hmm. We just want to help because it's stupid what they're doing. How bad can you mess something up? If you're the Washington Nationals, a million dollars is absolutely nothing to your bottom line. And you're going to go out and do This is why I'm telling people, individually, I don't think these owners made that decision. That's what I'm saying. It's just kind of the standing standard operating procedure that the the then, front office did. They need to have better people and understanding like what they just did because that set their franchise back. Yeah. I mean, I, it just, it, and, I mean, mean, and we can go on the A's and talk about them, which is a whole different thing. Fuck that's what, that's what really pisses me off. Well, fuck is, the A's. What they are doing is somebody, cruel. You can get, they can go get a job, go get unemployment, whatever it is they need to do. If you're just going to tell guys you're going to stop their pay, but not release them, they can't go get unemployment. They're not free agents. Can they go get a job and work somewhere? Sure, but there's 40 million people unemployed. The jobs aren't there right now. Fuck the A's, man. What the A's are doing is cruel. It's a whole different league of, you know, what... It's what all stupid. Are... And, and what I'm, to my point, this is, this is going to be... This is the turning point in, in, in this go-round of negotiations, this fight between MLBPA and MLB. This is the turning point. It's how they treated their minor leaguers. And, and which I, I wanted to finish saying before was... The Players Association has to do something. Not just individually have the Nationals step up. David Price, fucking awesome. He, like, he shouldn't be doing this. MLB as, MLBPA as a whole should do something and say any minor leaguer that's furloughed or you know, not given their pay, we're going to step up for you. Scott and Boris then, is doing it too. Scott, Scott. Boris, awesome. Great. It's a great PR for Scott Boris. He's been phenomenal through this. So, yes, that's, this is they, – they really – they lost here. For anyone that doesn't know, Scott Boris is paying for any minor leaguer that he has that just got cut. He's paying them the remainder of their year, which actually only goes through August, I think. But he's paying them and saying they, didn't, they planned to be paid and they didn't get a chance to play and win the job, so I'll pay for him. So. And, uh, yeah, it's smart by Boris – the teams end up looking bad again. Um, I, I want to bring it back to uh, Jakey Logic and what what's happening again. Because, Jim, what you just mentioned, I, I, I do get what you are saying, that in a normal world, these people would have been cut at anyway, and they look at it as a business. And what Trevor was saying, these guys are business businessmen. I mean that's that's how they got these teams. That's how that's part of the reason they've grown so much. That's how they make money. Um, but we've been wondering for weeks, for weeks, and I mentioned it briefly before. What were the players going to offer them? Because they want to get something. And the biggest thing that we haven't mentioned yet that the players threw out there: the home run derby's nice, the All Star game after the season. You know, those could be nice, fun things to watch or whatever. 
But the real money is they offer two years of the playoff format. Um, and that would be money this year, the money that they're banking on, and they kind of everyone has agreed that we need to make this year work. But next year, that could be crazy money. Um, so, and, and we finally kind of found out what the players are going to offer that the owners can walk away with. So I think that is another big step that's kind of being overlooked. Yeah, no, that's the, we kept saying the owners need to win and doing expend, extended playoffs next year is big because they've wanted that even before Corona, they wanted to expand the playoffs. So now you get it for this season and next season when the market might be corrected and there's more money to go around and all that. I mean, that's a really good, yeah, that's the big win as well as the all-star game and the mic'd up and all that nonsense and which is good for the sport. So I, I've, I'm feeling confident that we're going to land around 80 games and with the playoffs next year and everything else. I'm feeling good about it. I like it. I, I mean, I think we're going to play baseball. I honestly don't know about the games. I think they might continue to hold out last desperation claw at a victory. I think they might hold out, like Jake was saying earlier, screw 81 games, screw half a season. Let's, let's try to get it down to 70. Dude, I saw people uh, responding to this like 80 is not even enough. And I'm like, well, guys, how are you? Like, guys, <laughs> we're like very close to not, we're having zero. And I didn't want like 30. I've said that. And I know 50 is, is sure. I don't think it's going to land at 50. But like, I saw people getting mad at 50. Like, guys, 80 is the max we're going to get. I, um, speaking of that, um, I have another tidbit. We don't have to play tidbit <laughs> music. I do love that song, though. Thank you. What's his name? Bobak? Bubak. Bubak. What's up, Playa? Don't play it. Don't Not. play it. Don't you dare. Don't you dare play it. He said no. So, oh. <laughs> I, was talking, I was talking to a, um, a front office employee, and I was mentioning, hey, like, they're Texas. Like, I think we're going to get some fans in the stands, you know, and um, – Someone that I that we all bounce business advice off. Um, he's fully thinking that by the time the World Series comes around, we're gonna have you know a lot of people in the stands. Well, maybe not full capacity, but I told Jake if all this happens, like in two weeks from now, if there's not a tick up of Corona cases, then yeah then everything's going to go back to normal because guess what? You got every single major city has people breathing on each other in these protests outside. So like if we don't see a tick up from these, it's almost a great case study where, okay, I guess we're all right. And uh, and then you'll see when fall comes and all that, you know, but. Yeah, they are. So the person I talked to, they said that they've already had internal discussions about how they would handle that. 5,000, they've done a scenario for that. 10,000, they've done a scenario for that. 15,000, they've done a scenario for that. So these teams are prepping um, for fans and how to handle them in the pandemic age. But I think it's a good sign that, like, you know, Barring unforeseen circumstances, I always have to say that now yes. because people don't just Im- let that be implied. Uh, if we're on this track, I think we're going to see fans. And, man, I've got to tell you, the playoffs 
if there's fans in the stands for the playoffs, it's going to feel like legit. Yeah. It'll be Empty fun. stadium's not going to feel legit to me, man. It's going to be weird. Hey, one weird. battle at a time, Trev. Yeah. You're right. Let's get, but I let's think get, if this, let's get this regular comes season to fruition, games. Yeah, if this comes to fruition and we get fans in the stands by the time playoffs starts, man, the owners will be happy. We can, you know, we can, you know, caress their back a little bit and say, you guys okay now? You got some fans in the stands? It's good. So, um, definitely yeah, feels like option number two or whatever Jake's option was where the owner said, yeah, we're fine with that, but let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can get anything better. And I'm telling you, the, I think there's in the ownership, I think the ranks got divided in the ownership group because the union stood so strong where now you have the owners who are like, why are we doing this? We all agreed that this was our fine as a fallback. Quit the bullshit. I think yeah. I think that's I think that's what's going on behind the scenes there. Did you did you talk about I'm sorry, did, did you talk about Jack Flaherty and his coming on the show and how I think how we think that was a pretty powerful moment for the players association? It was. Well, Jack spoke really well and and said, you know, he explained which you know, I hadn't put the math on that hey, the older guys took the cut for us and gave us the service time, so we're going to protect them. And we, we got some feedback that, you know, people on the other side of the wall listened to that episode and were like, oh, I get it now. They are, or, or I'm a, I understand a bit more. They are really, their mindset clicks a bit more now. So, I mean, yeah. Hey, Jack wanted to come on the show. We actually do have a, a show here that goes places. People listen in, other, in, in different rooms than you would expect, you know, uh, Jack, not just fans. So it's good of him. Jay- Jack was awesome. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Uh, we we wanted to sneak a little precursor into the Oscar Mercado interview because we recorded that before the weekend and a lot of stuff went down, but we didn't. So if you were wondering about that, there's that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think my last uh, semi-jakey prediction is I think for this week, you'll see a couple things of Manfred saying that thing like hey you know we we get to dictate the final number of games you're gonna hear that till about the end of the week then i think you know june 7th june 8th because hey why not push it to the end just to see if the players crack um and then they'll say all right let's let's do it half a season uh we'll figure out the fan stuff if they come like trevor mentioned um but yeah it it seems like it's gonna happen um Boy, if they take an ugly twist from here, just what a giant massive mistake in uh, in the baseball world and just in the world. It wouldn't surprise twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, don't be. It shy. would not surprise me. Do you want to? Do you want to hear it? Like, okay, I'm, let's just jump off a baseball train real quick. Good. And get people some perspective on what the hell has happened this year. Mm hmm. Two thousand twenty. We had a world a World War Three scare. We had the Australian fires. People forget about those. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Kobe and Gigi and all the others on the helicopter ride. R.I.P. The coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, that's a big murder one. hornets. Nah, not lumping them in. NASA discovered a parallel universe where time works backwards. Yeah. Confirmed UFO sightings, many of them, which got swept under the rug very quickly, which probably shouldn't. 
King Kim Jong Un sort of dies and then doesn't die at all. Obviously George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Arbery. We have all the riots, the looting, the protests, and then the, to top it off, just to top it off, Anonymous is back. And I was excited yeah. for like two seconds about Anonymous, and then they clearly don't have shit. I don't think that that's the case. I the Anonymous that, that I know, the 2012-2013 Anonymous, they don't do warnings. They just fucking deliver. Well, they the dropped goods. some stuff, which got again like the media. The media is insane. You can't to get a story to like stick in the media now is nearly impossible. What'd you say about alternative universe? Yeah, it's a parallel universe. That. There's a parallel universe where time travels backwards, so it's like Benjamin Button shit. So what? that's cool. What does that mean? I don't know. Go look it up, Jim. You're a it's researcher. It's like a real article. It's like real scientists and shit. It's it's kind of bizarre. It's like don't read it high stuff. Can I mean, you like, like enter it? I don't even get it. I would like to go in there for a few days and just kind of get back to my 20s. That'd be sick. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, Tre- it's crazy. Trev, I know that, you know, that, that timeline's obviously crazy. You could have done one. I think all of last week you could have done one that would blow people away just between, uh, you know, George Floyd, uh, you know, if you want to work baseball stuff in, fine. If not, also fine. Uh, SpaceX. Um, and, like, you could <laughs> you could point to stuff last week that would have been like, wow, Gramps, you, you, you watched a fun – you lived a crazy life. And it's like, nah, that was last week, man. We that just in the 60s week. again? Race riots and going to the moon and space? And yeah. Was there a baseball fight then? Were there murder hornets? Was there a pandemic? The murder hornets are pussies. I know it's you, you lumping them in with everything else was disrespectful. I'm sorry. They just have a cool name. Really cool. Dead one day. Jake became a hat guy in 2020. That's huge. Uh, an on air hat guy when I haven't showered, which yeah. has been a lot lately. Yeah. I also feel like people are wearing hats a lot lately because the barber shops are closed. Like, yeah. Jake's last haircut, haircut was bad, spring training. So I have to wear a hat. My last haircut was right after Sergio Romo. Andy Fades sliced we're, you up, bro. We're, we're both still tricking him, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Different ways. Oh, man. Don't even bring up spring training. No, Don't no, no, no we can't. That we doesn't can't, even feel real. I watched some of the videos the other day, Trev. I told you it was awesome. Some guy responded. I said, like, we're going to land at 82 games. Some guy's like, why not 81? <laughs> What's what's gonna make me mad is when people are gonna be like, we're gonna start this season on July second, and people are gonna be like, you weren't right about the dates you gave out. I don't care about being right. I don't care, dude. You I'm care. Sharing. I want you to be right too. And you've already been. Well, it's already been proven that your information was good. That's what I'm saying. I'm not giving false information for clicks. I'm not giving anything, except what I hear, what I think people want to hear or deserve to hear. Okay? Like, I'm not making shit up. I never will. If there's... I'm not going to have some whack-ass source. Like, all of my people that are telling me things are well-connected in the game. So, you know, if the dates end up being June 15th and July 2nd, whatever. I don't care. Keith Law is probably going to talk some crap to me. 
Always. You know, you know what we should find, Jake and BBD. Can we find a home run that Trev hit against the Yankees and find the Sterling call for it? I saw a Trevor Plouffe highlight the other day, completely accidental on the internet. Trevor, do you remember this? And maybe it wasn't you, and it was just another handsome guy in it uh, in an A's jersey. But an A's highlight. Those are very. Slim. Yeah, I mean, you were you were looking good, but I thought it was that Trevor Plouffe power stance. What was it? Uh, it was at the stadium. I'm, like, covering my butt so quickly here because I'm pretty sure it was you, but I'm also not sure it was you. But you popped up towards the second base right field area, uh, and the second baseman was running out. Let me see. I've got the right year. I do, I think. The second baseman, Starlin Castro, bobbled it, and it popped up into Aaron Judge's glove. Do you remember any of this? Was this you? Uh, I think I could remember. I think I remember something like that happening. I definitely I think- popped a lot of balls up towards that area in my okay. career. <laughs> um, I, think it, I think that makes that sounds right. I remember that play. I think I was at that game. Here, Oakland at New York, Judge Tips. CC was pitching. Yeah, it's Ploof. Number three? Oh, those are the Rays. No, Oakland. Oh, yeah, I was number three with Oakland. I was 14 with the Rays. Sorry. Worn so that jersey. So many teams, bro. I played for War- so long. We've both worn that jersey, Trevor. <laughs> you, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Dude, let me that. tell you, man. When I came to New York with the A's, I had a night. Yeah? yeah. You want to I mean, close with that? Morning, five, five in the morning, walking, getting uh, raised pizza. Mm. And then I show up to the park and. Here we go. You versus okay. CeCe. Trevor's so confident right now versus Gosh, CeCe. Gosh, I pulled that ball. Slider jams him. Starlin pops it up. Mitt pops up out of his glove. Aaron Judge snags it. Is that m- Memorial Day? They're wearing, like, camo unis. Yes. Yeah, it had, <laughs> it had to be because I got uh, released and then traded in June. So. Okay. So you don't remember that play? That could have dunked in. I do, I do. I if do. Aaron Judge wasn't so damn good. He's a good player. Yeah. Oh, thank There's you. that show in the war. Jeter probably drops that ball. Do you do Ooh. you? Well, he's not he in right field. He was great on pop ups. He was great do, on pop ups. Do you like John Sterling? Do you know John Sterling? Can I play you a John Sterling clip to end the show today? I know who he is, and I've listened to him. Sure, yeah, I'd like. Do to. you want to hear his call after Masahiro Tanaka threw a complete game shutout versus the Rays? <laughs> I guess the sun will come out, Tanaka. Bet your bottom dollar with Tanaka. The sun will shine. Anyway, Tanaka. <laughs> anyway. I don't know, man. Uh, dude, he's the best. He loves he loves Broadways and musicals, so he makes references to them all the whole time, but like no one knows what he's referencing. Is he the one that goes like an A bomb from A Rob? Yeah, he has he has calls. Yeah, if he if you were uh Oh, that'd be fun. If you were a Yankee, what would your John Ooh. Sterling call be? Everyone just uses my last name for stupid He would go stuff. weird, man. Yeah, I he'd think probably go really fall, weird. 
Because he doesn't like doing the obvious thing, so it'd be, it wouldn't be like a ploof, there it goes, or anything like that. Puff, puff, like ploof. If he, if he used ploof, I think he would do like a full magician's trick before that. I got one. I think I, I know what he would do. Okay. He would say, a fiddler on the ploof. That's a, that's a <laughs> Not a bad one. Reference. That's pretty good. Not a bad one. That's a good call. Yeah. But he would like sing a song from it. Yeah, like, isn't Urshela's, uh, uh... At five, I went to Hebrew school. At nine, I learned a trade. Uh-huh, tradition. Ploof! No, that's not what he... That's too, it's too much going on. It was fun. I liked it. It was but fun. We need our Yankee fans to come up with Sterling calls. Like, listen to uh, Gio Urshela's. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone! Gio Urshela, the most happy fella... The most happy fella. He homers his first Yankee home run. A jolt of... <laughs> it's unique. I like that. When they came over to the booth to ask him about it, like the TV crew, they were like, well, you know, it's from Mary's Umbrella Musical. And they were like, no, dude, no one knows no. that. Just, Do you, you want to know. know what pisses players off more than anything in Yankee Stadium? Opposing Bugs players. in the dugout. That damn whistle after you strike out. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You want to punch the PA system. Hey, man, PC Richards and Sons, why don't you boycott them? I mean, it's pretty funny because, like, uh, anything that makes people upset after they strike out is kind of funny. But uh, it's definitely gotten to me a few times. I'm like, fucking that damn whistle. Jim, <laughs> I'm sure the internet was in the way a little bit, but on my end, you and I were in perfect whistle lockstep. It Corey? was like beautiful, man. We did that on Twitter a couple of years ago where we, we, we had people Ooh. whistle in the PC Richards. Is it PC Richards, son? It's a sponsored so. whistle yeah. uh, after strikeouts. It's and some, were, some Yankee WB fans were really Mason. good at it. What's that, Beauty? It's either that or WB Mason. I think it's PC Richards, son. I think that one's PC Richards, but they used to have WB Mason sound. Are you good at it? Can you do the whistle, BBD? No, I can't whistle at all. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Bad Bro, mouth. like... He's got bad teeth, Trevor. He was bad with born teeth. He was born with bad teeth. Born with bad teeth. Born all right, we're out of here. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out and chatting with us. We'll be back later. Later.